0: Cut! Carol cut everything about that Except for about keep all out. the
1: walking in Memphis and all the singing. And yeah, all the keep fun. open with the singing. Open with the fun.
0: What's up, everyone? It is future Carol coming at you. I just wanted to let y'all know that we have a new culture video up that Alex made about Grace bringing nuts into the roastery for a palate development exercise. So that is sounding kind of weird, but it's really not. Just go ahead and check it out. Link in the show notes. And while I may not get to hang out with you guys because I'm moving at the time of this taping, I do have the privilege of introducing our friends Jared Truby and Christopher Baca doing what they like to call the singing and the fun It's no big deal Shout walking out to Kevin Boland He was playing I'm that song.
1: broken glass First thing Oh my god Or is it Walking in Memphis <laughs> I was walking in Memphis Dillon <laughs> <laughs> B the cat and cloud
0: podcast is sponsored by steeped coffee steeped coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. No matter where you are, all you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed and in nitrogen flush. So it stays fresh and it's got this special immersion filter and the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff. Stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S T E E pedcoffee.com, asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch if you happen to be in santa cruz come on by any of the cat cloud locations we have it there for you Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Carol's not here because she took four, five, six... I don't know how many days off.
1: (laughs) What? Future Carol
0: setting the record straight. It was Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Three days. She's moving to a brand new house and moving fucking sucks. It's one of the most stressful things that you can do. True. Yeah. So she's taking a little bit of time. So myself and jared here we're We're sitting here two two days of intense meetings and now we're ready to have some fucking
1: fun now we're ready to blow the world out we're ready to fucking up we're ready to blow the world all i really want to do is sing and do commercials right now that's okay and sit in the sun also great that's just where i'm at right now but it was also because we had such a great launch of swift street which was awesome so that was really really fun i had an awesome time making coffee I've been taking on some extra time just because I felt like I wanted to do it, and it was actually really positive and very awesome. And then now I'm in like a I switched headspace from just doing the fun to like working on stuff. So uh, you know, if today I feel a little bit like in this weird in between world, that's yeah, dude. I feel that. How do you feel today?
0: Uh, today I feel refreshed about the conversation that we had earlier. Yeah, I, I think. We talked about some cultural things that were a long time coming and some some new focuses and getting on board, moving forward as a unit. So that has made my, it's kind of sparked my creativity in terms Mm -hmm. of work in in a great, great way. Yeah. Um, As a human being, I've been having some really cool developments, I think. I was like probably a year ago, not even a year ago. Six months ago, I would have times where I would come home from work, and I knew I'd have stuff that I wanted to work on. But I also, outside of doing things like making videos or writing or whatever, was trying to figure out how how I can hang out with a group of buds. Right? How I can how how does how does making friends work? Like, how do you have friends? How do you hang out with a group of buds? How do you hang out with a group of buds? What what does that look like? And I've made it a point to just. Reach out to more people, right? Just have a more of an open door, and that's been reciprocated by the universe. And it's been pretty cool. And it's meant shifting because my brain is really productivity focused, so sure. I have a lot of really big ideas and I want to do all of them. And it feels overwhelming in the context of, yeah. In the whole scheme of things, I'm probably going to die pretty soon, and there's no way to do them all, so I want to do a lot of them. Yeah. And it's important for me to make headway on them, because I feel like some of these things are going to outlive me, and that's really rad, but sometimes it comes at an expense of connecting with other people in the actual life universe, Yeah, like face-to-face. I can see you now and see other people, so I've been reprogramming my brain a little bit to be... You know what, all of these other things can wait you can still do them right do them at a high level and not have them dominate your entire like your psyche entire existence yeah so for for example, I was feeling incredibly unproductive on Saturday and felt like I had wasted a bunch of time and then I needed to just do something, right? anything, and Cars and Coffee was on Sunday. So I decided, oh, so I'm, I'm going to clean up my car. I'm going to wash my car. That'll make me feel good. I'll show up at Cars and Coffee with a clean whip, get the interior dialed in. So I started. I saw it was fresh looking today. So it was looking pretty hot in yeah. there, dude. Started cleaning my car, and then homie Zach hit me up, and he's like, we're around the corner at Beer 30 with some friends if you want to come hang out. And my initial reaction was, I can't go hang out because I've already been so unproductive that I just need to be productive today and nothing else matters. And then I had to think about it for 30 seconds more. And I was like, that's the fucking dumbest thing ever. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have a ton of friends and with the business, I don't get a ton of opportunities where I'm super free to do social things. Yeah. So I decided that I need to capitalize on that while it's happening. Sure. And I was right around the corner and I went and he's always hanging out with really interesting people, like different people, sometimes people from work, but He's kind of like you. He's he's a really good at connecting socially with people. So he'll bring some other people in, and it's just a little bit of an adventure. Yeah. They're all good people. Yeah, it's so, just fun. You're at the table with some randoms. Yeah, That'll and great. I was like, cool, I'll go for 30 minutes. Yeah. Thirty. I'll give myself 30 minutes oh, to have man, fun and crazy. see what happens. But <laughs> give then yourself a half. End up staying for you know hours. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was really cool. That felt really good. Yeah, Went you, home. Like, feel alive. Yeah, feeling super juiced. And then Cars and Coffee was the next morning, so... The first Sunday of every month, these people who do this podcast in, in Santa Cruz called Driving Wall Awesome, they host a Cars and Coffee at the Wrigley Building. It's on the west side, if you, if you know where that's at. If you're a local, if, if you're a local woke, dog millionaire, go, go to DWA. Someone's got the food truck, and then there's another roastery that serves coffee out of their roastery, Alto Organics. Cool. And we've been going a few weeks in a row. And again, the same mentality just keeps pervading into my life. Towards the last two times, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Cars and Coffee. It's from 9 to 11, and then I'm going to leave right at 11, and I'm going to be able to get everything done that, structure I need, that I need to get done, and we're going to knock it out. And we went, and there was a bunch of people there. Whole squad was there, and David was just super juiced, and he was... He was on this mission. We got to go to Swift afterwards. We got to show Swift. We got to show everybody the new store. Like everybody there. So I was like, "Yeah, I can't stay for too long." And I'm, um, why? <laughs> what? What am I doing that I can't stay for too long? Gonna get home to the cat. What am I? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I gotta go home and walk my dog. Like, what am I doing that I'm so busy that I can't carve out another hour to hang with everybody? So we drove over in a caravan, and right went to swift and it was fucking sick it was super tight and the homies were there and everyone was talking and we were having a good time and everyone's eating yogurt bowls and drinking espresso and i just at that moment realized it's like dude my priorities have been pretty fucked for a long time right and i complain about not having a group of people that i connect deeply with it and part of that is some sort of social anxiety but then part of it is sure. me not opening the door to live in those moments when they happen.
1: That's crazy. So I'm
0: trying to live more in those moments. And just in, since I still have that planning brain, I'm just learning to plan to relax. So right. Cars and Coffee is on the first Sunday of the month, every right. month. And I decided I'm not planning anything for that day. It's chilling. I'm going to go there. Yeah. And then wherever the group goes afterwards, we're just going to do that. <laughs> and it could last till 8, 9, 10, midnight. Right. It doesn't even matter. I'm just going to be available to do that. I'm just going to do the thing. Yeah, and that's feeling really good because it's been a long time. God, probably since high school or shortly thereafter, probably, where I've given myself freedom to just do something like that, where there mm-hmm. wasn't anything more pressing that needed to get done. And it, even though it was different, it reminded me of skateboarding. It's like, you meet up with your homies at this time, and right. then there's no plan. I mean, you know what spot you're going to go to first and maybe second. But that's just the first two or three hours. Right. And then the whole rest of the day unfolds Folds as engine. it will. Yeah. yeah. And there's, Those are good it's things. It's pretty dope
1: to just be <laughs> in that dumb. moment. I'm like, damn, I miss that feeling. feels so good. That stuff, do you feel like it helps you when you go back to doing all the things you're going to do? Do you just get to them easier at that point? Is like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm done, right? I just got this Fuck shit to do, yeah. right? And then you just go do it? I hadn't made a video for a
0: really long time. So I was working on this video, which I finally finished, but I had been actively procrastinating and not doing my best work. I I would set up my computer, open everything up and get ready to edit. And I would just get in 20 minutes to the edit. Right. And just be smoked. Yeah. But Sunday night, or actually no, I didn't even work on the video Sunday, Monday evening. I was so charged up after I got all my work stuff finished that I just rolled into it. I was like, I'm going to finish this thing. And I, it didn't even feel like a chore. I just yeah. had so much energy because the social aspect of me had already been exercised. Right. It's hard to be alone all day. Totally. Especially. To, like, force your work. Yeah. Being alone all the time. Like, even, eh. it, even at work because yeah. we don't have a proper It's not like a office. chill time. It's totally. not. There's nowhere to go for pure connection except for the cafe. And then sometimes, even though it's fun to be in there, people are doing other work yeah. too. And it's so the work that we expect them to the do. The guests so. get priority. It's uh-huh. not like you can go in and just dominate the whole situation and be <laughs> so, like, "Let's have a talk for an hour or yeah. <laughs> whatever." It's cool. Don't even serve them. I got you. I'm it's telling mine. you a story yeah, right now. I'm the can owner. You, can you listen to me because Undivided. I need I need human connection so bad. Undivided. Can you just be that for me? <laughs> can you just? I need you to stand here. So just even like just being open to that has been super tight. And yeah, I've been attacking everything else with more energy. That's
1: really sick. It's fun. That is definitely some... Hey, look, it's Jen Swin. Haven't Jen seen Swin Jen Swin. Swin. Jenny, actually. It's Jenny. We don't call her Jen Swin very much anymore. <laughs> At least I don't. Oh, she's graduated. Yeah, she's... Back to her normal she's self. She's back to from the block. Oh, Uh-oh. epic. Yeah, that's pretty awesome to spend that time and just to see what happens. That adventure is really special. I think that's why I like things like camping so much because you just go and you're like, I don't have to do anything today. All I need to do is eat and then I'm outside and I, I don't have any technology to do anything. So I'm out of here. That's one of my favorite feelings. It's fucking super tight. And
0: also the awareness that while there's a part of me that really, really, really misses how natural it felt to be plugged into that core group of skateboarders. Yeah. Like I did when I was younger. To be open to the idea of hey, other people are different and that doesn't mean that you can't hang out with them. Right. Like Stacy hit me up. Or no, I ran into him the other morning oh, last yeah, that Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, dude, we should go to the ramen pop up. Right. On tonight. And he was super down with that. And we committed to it. You were going with your own group of dudes <laughs> yeah. from the gym. And then Stacy and I pulled up. You guys were there. While we were in line, David texted me and said, I might go down to a pop up. And he comes with two people. And then there's this weird yeah, we intermingling with just random that was people. Super fun. Yeah. And you don't need to be locked into any one group for all night, but no. you just kind of float around and. It was good. Just talk about
1: random shit yeah. and just go from there. He had Maddie in the mix. She was leading yeah, the charge. Kids it was there. super fun. <laughs> she was talking shit. She was talking. She said, "Don't you ever it was do so that again, funny, dude." What did so Pat much. do? I missed that. Uh, he was messing with her cuz she was playing with her phone and he went over and touched it. Oh. <laughs> hey, Ooh. It. And she looked at him. She was like, she basically gave him a hell no look and then slid the thing across the table. <laughs> she literally just threw it down like how could you touch my shit and then before
0: she left she did say that to Uh him don't don't you ever do do that that again again.
1: (laughs) you're all oh snap how old is she uh like four Four? (laughs) yeah five maybe four she's four yeah dude she's a hot fire ticket she's hilarious she definitely is the daughter of her parents she, she's two incredibly ec- two passionate ex- people passionate extroverted people <laughs> yeah. she's telling stories i will tell you how i feel dude right you, now i was watching i was watching old top chef and in the episode this dude walked by this is why i'm going to say this but in one of the episodes they always have a guest judge for like this quick fire challenge and it was david kinch which is so awesome the man and it's funny because we see him a fair amount you know because he's a local dude but Man, to watch these chefs who all have, like, pretty big restaurants see him and, like, their reactions was so crazy because he is super iconic in the chef world. That's so sick. Um, But I was just thinking about that because he's that restaurant. He's working on an Italian restaurant next to our Aptos store, and I can't wait for that to open. But it was, he is fully, like, judging them on their stuff, and they're, like, tripping. And he he (laughs) called one of the dishes pedestrian, (laughs) and it was so awesome. I love that word. The guy who he called pedestrian was, like, the most intense like theoretically uh like technical he had all these things and he and yeah chef was like yeah it just came off pretty pedestrian He's pretty pedestrian and he was so so bummed your casually <laughs> shitty dish that you made yeah, for one like, of the best chefs in the world three michelin stars won't get you a pedestrian dish that's for shout. Sure. that's pretty sick i don't know how i sidebarred you on that one i love getting like, to know people like that Outside of the context of their area of expertise. Yeah, in the real world? Yeah, it
0: just makes you understand that everyone's just a regular-ass person.
1: I wish there was an easy way to get more people like that together, just consistently, where they would just, like, always show up. And it's cool, like, cafes are definitely a place to do that. Cars and Coffee, seems like, is another place to do that. Cars and Coffee's cool because, well, since they're all independently operated, each...
0: Each one kind of operates a little bit differently. Like there's a Scotts Valley one and there's the one you went to, right? Yeah, yeah. That, okay. They stopped doing the one in Scotts Valley, sadly, because huh. people were acting like assholes. Bummer. And it was on this main strip. Oh. It was at this place that builds Sick really cars, amazing right? cars. Yeah. And then where they're at is kind of like this thoroughfare that goes into town. Got it. And people just didn't respect it, so they were just fucking ripping through there, mm-hmm. piping off and doing their... They're showing off ass, their cars. Dumbass shit. Bummer. But this one's nice because it's a mix of all different levels. Okay. Like the Scotts Valley one, there was a lot, there's a lot more money there. Yeah,
1: it's like all high end. There's
0: stuff, a lot yeah. of supercars. You know. Sick to oh, see. It, they're super tight. Yeah. They're amazing. And but it's hard for me to relate to them. Yeah. I'm You're never getting one like, of those. Like, dude, that's fucking rad. The yeah. craftsmanship that goes into that. Sure. And just Show the performance is fucking badass. But right. I will never own that, so it feels a little distant. This one's got a couple things like that, but there's also a lot of cars that people built by hand. So there's really nice street cars. There's a couple supercars every time, some hypercars. And then there's a lot of cars that just are cars that people made. And I really, really like that. Right, And it's kind of how cafes are kind of like that. Equalizer. You know, you yeah. don't really have any socioeconomic status in the cafe. If, if you go to one cafe, you're basically accepted by everyone in that cafe, right. by everyone else in that That's cafe. Where it's at. And it feels like that. And I like that because people are appreciating the beat to shit 19 you know 72 BMW 2002 that has oh, uh, the S2000 that swap because it's got good work. It's into got an it.
1: S2000 swap in there?
0: Yeah, so the F20 motor people will swap right. that into sometimes the Datsun 510s or the 2002s yeah. is a pretty popular swap and it's it's a sick swap. That body is the, the, the best motor's body. The motor sick. Yeah, you get the sexy body yeah. and then 9000 RPMs sounds Old like school. S- like a chainsaw on steroids. <laughs> yeah. So there's uh, there's a car one of those shows up all the time and the car itself isn't nice. Right. You know, the
1: car looks like a no, beater, but it's, it's got it's a hidden school. gem and the dude mm-hmm. that Wait, is that homeboy? That's not our homeboy friend. He's got the 2002. No, that's Todd. His okay. is yeah. his is pretty um his is OG pedestrian? OG proper. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's
0: not pedestrian. He cause he's he's some he put some he, he put some like dual carbs on it yeah, okay. and
1: it's more like period correct though. Ah, I get you. I get you. Get you. That's like old school 007 ride, is what it feels like to it's me. It's super sick. Yeah, there was so many weird ass cars, like weird '80s, and they all come through cars and coffee. Or are you just talking about in general? Yeah, over there. Yeah, or
0: that particular one. That particular one that they host is just really open and it's really, it's really casual, and I like it. And No one's trying to like big dick anybody else. Be like, oh yeah, I fucking spent this, that, and the other because. It's not uh, landing there. Right. And because automotive shit can be weird because at the end of the day with the internet, assuming you have enough money, most people aren't building things that are incredibly original. Sure. Because you can see everything that's out there. But if you can build something that kind of feels personal to you on a budget, that's cool. I I like looking at cars like that because they remind me of something that I can relate to. And it kind of reminds me of our business and the same things that make me excited about certain businesses, which is not how showy they are, not how many millions of dollars they spend on their build out or how they have a team of five web people and their website is quote unquote perfect. Right. I'm just like, that's cool. It, uh, anybody with enough money can build something. But if you have a strong sense of purpose or a strong sense of vision, even your limitations really don't matter. Yeah. Because you can make something that works and sure. Right, and matters. You, you might not be driving around in a McLaren, one but most people aren't you can still be a part of the community and <laughs> yeah. contribute in the same way that a small business if thoughtfully done can still contribute to the betterment of the world and it doesn't mean like oh you're not cool because you don't work for the
1: big guy i think i've been struggling with that idea around comparison and like uh and like selling yourself which i know we, you and i have always hated the idea of having to sell yourself but like i've just been noticing things like that a lot more recently whether it's I don't even know what's got me on the focus, but I noticed just, man, like the listing off of accolades and like the proving that you're worth something via like, I've made this much money and here's the things I've done. I think I was looking at LinkedIn and then I saw some other people just posting like all the things that they've done that, and it's just like, man, all you got to look at you as a human being. I'm not, I was like, you can, a lot of that stuff can happen to you without you necessarily being awesome at all in the world and it's so weird to me to have people just it's like when you go a lot of times to LA people introduce themselves first name last name job it's like a thing you do bill done senior VP of sales Disney and you're like okay man she means the best by it but Aaron Alexander
0: always introduces me as the owner of cat and cloud it's the sure. first thing she said he's yeah. the owner of cat and cloud yeah it's Chris net worth uh, six trillion dollars it's interesting and maybe helps start the conversation but I don't know. It just feels, it makes me feel awkward. Someone asked what I did the, at Cat and Cloud the other day when we were at Beer 30. Right. Because one of the other guys has a, a business that he's trying to start. So we were talking about business. Yeah. And he's on, yo, and you got the Cat and Cloud thing going. And she's like, oh, what do you do there? And I was like, ah. <laughs> no, and I Zach read me. It. He's all, well, well, let's just talk about this for a while. <laughs> he That's just saved cool. me. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, all you have to do is read someone's Instagram pl- profile. Yeah. They're a little blurb. It's like, number one at this. Five million of these, six thousand oh of these. Gosh, it hurts. I think I mean we're creating that. I know. You know, people people want, including myself, like people want to be heard. People want to feel seen. And a lot of times sure. going by my own experience, people don't get the opportunity to feel seen in their day to day life. They probably work a job that's not super rewarding. Maybe they have some unhealthy relationships. Everybody knows that family is stressful and your parents don't always see you sure. for what you are or have a different expectation for you. If you have super parents, fucking congratulations. Yeah. Good I love you. my parents, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. So there's all these places that you show up on a regular basis where you just don't feel like you're getting quote unquote cred or anybody seeing you for you. Right. So there's this little place on the internet where you can let people know that I matter and even
1: I, okay. Well, you often have to prove yourself anyway. People won't even listen to you. Even if you sound important, they're like, well, what have you done? Oh, well, you haven't really done anything. So that's not a good idea,
0: which is a super sick, disgusting disease. And it's fucked up and the, I don't know how to stop it, but I think it gets stopped bit by bit, bit and by bit. Because you and I are like, I don't fucking care about that at all, dude. Come as you are, whoever you are, that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't give a shit how many dollars of whatever you sold. I don't care how many businesses you started. It does not make the world better. It it doesn't make any bearing on how I see you as a human being. And I,
1: or like your value. If your value to me is numerical, if you try to prove yourself to be valuable to me through numbers and status, it's hard for me to connect with you. Right. Right. I'm glad you said status. Yeah. So
0: understanding status is super important because everybody wants it. So how do we create a society or a culture that gives status to the people who are doing good things for others or people who are contributing to something bigger than themselves rather than giving status to people who simply make the most money or simply the most famous. Or hey, here's a sidebar thing that I'm struggling with: right, is how to create a movement without putting down people who are on the other side of that movement. And this thinking is brought on by thinking about status and in the context of what just happened yesterday or two days ago as we we're recording this, which is the Super Bowl. Oh, right. So the. Chief every Niners. everybody right everybody everywhere everywhere i went talking about super bowl hmm. super bowl super bowl right. this that you see the commercials you, you sure see didn't. the thing sure, didn't. Blah, 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 sure didn't. blah 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 it's just it I goes and goes and goes yeah. and goes it's a, it's a cultural mainstay and if you know a little bit about super bowl if you watch it you can culturally connect and then sure you know connection and status comes from that meanwhile all of fucking australia is on fire there's a million other things that are should, I think, be way more important to talk right. about in the world, but everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. How do you shift status from something like knowing how many points or touchdown passes so-and-so quarterback through to
1: here's what's going on that could really change the culture I mean, for the better? I keep on thinking about the same idea of like how come you have to theoretically start a non-profit or do something like that for your business to be like, uh, noticed immediately as like a holistic caring business. And that's sort of what you're saying too. There's everybody has to create a duality in these worlds. It seems like and, and a little bit more than duality, but at the same time, there's like, it's either this or this. And it's like, I would wager that a lot of the practices that we want to work on progressing through cat and cloud would historically line up better for something called a nonprofit, even though like, that doesn't have to be the case at all. Right. Meaning like, you know, nonprofits, they're just, they're like a thing where you go out and you just do good for people and you provide something good. And then like, it's weird how everybody separates these things and puts them into buckets where it's like status is actually a uh, healthy living human. That's my status. Mm. <laughs> you I know? Mean, Cause there's, uh,
0: yeah, there's, there's status in going that. Well, that nonprofit sends a message to right. people about what you believe.
1: Right. In, I call it a nonprofit in a yeah. nutshell. Yeah. Well, and it still needs to make profit. You just the profit goes to th- you. Use all the profit for better good. It's just a weird. You know what I'm saying? Like your brain can go into it. And you're like, wait a second. I know what people you mean. get paid tons, shit, tons of money for owning nonprofits. I think, and it's a different thing a little bit. There's probably a couple
0: things. Whereas one, there's some people who genuinely want to do that good in the world, and that's oh, for kind of sure. been this little carved out path. For and it, sure, and it's a it's a beacon to other people who right. might believe the same thing. And there's grants and there's funding which for is like, those things. Hey, look at us. We're like you, let's yeah. go change the world together. Some people probably do it just as a marketing ploy. They don't believe in anything and they see it as tapping into a trend. And yes. then there's probably a certain number of people who are like, the state of quote unquote normal business is just so sick and disgusting right? that anything is the next, next best in the sense of we're in the coffee industry and people are always asking if we're fair trade certified yeah. on our coffee like- or if everything's certified organic and we know that that is one step <clears throat> in a certain direction, mm-hmm. but isn't really the answer to the complex system of how do you get people the appropriate amount of money for this product? Yeah. It's just a little tiny nugget there. The questions in the brains, man. But it signals to status for certain people who it buy that signal. because, yeah. oh, you don't buy fair trade? Oh, you're not like us. Right. We buy fair trade. You don't buy organic? You are also not like us. We buy organic. Freaking. So there's all these different status things, and that's where my question comes out away from. How do you tell people that there's a million other better things that you could be talking about than the 49ers and the Chiefs without making them feel like assholes?
1: Sure. That's. (laughs) That is not a simple answer. I think the game is longer than I'm. Oh, the game. The game is long in general. I would say, in theory, we've moved a bit. I mean, considering twenty years ago and now, like the world is a lot different, but still, but still, yeah, it's interesting because I mean, I think it is good for people to take time and celebrate and enjoy a day and just relax. Oh, super tight. Right? I don't yeah. think you're saying that either. I'm not no. saying you are at all. So it is totally interesting that you would. I guess, yeah, that people would need the Super Bowl to do that anyway, right? And I guess that's something that you, that's rad for you. you. You found cars and coffee, so that's like a month. It's only once a month, but still, it's 12 times a year 12 versus times once a year, a year versus where, not a year. Yeah, and then we have like holidays, which is, you know, fun. I, for me, they're more excuses to uh, basically not have to work and enjoy a day with people and cook good food. Really, that's ultimately what I'm about with the holidays.
0: Yeah, and I guess, me, okay, okay, you're helping me answer my question because maybe...
1: It's lifestyle.
0: It's lifestyle. But it takes a a movement. Maybe it's a segue from the things that we're connected on into it being okay to talk about things that matter on a deeper level. For example, when we go to Cars and Coffee, sure, maybe I'm just as much of a dick as everyone else. We're not really talking about how to solve the world's problems. I'm wondering how you built your engine and what the offset is on your wheels. (laughs) Sure. There's the status that comes with that. I'm not trying to solve world hunger at Cars and Coffee, but maybe it's shifting the culture enough through through those things where we already feel a sense of connection. It's okay to talk about things on a deeper level. Example, we were on a thread last night with a friend of ours uh-huh. who told us about how they were having a really bad time, yeah. about how they were having some anxiety and panic attacks. Sure. And we were talking back and forth and then at one point in the conversation they wrote back and said hey so sorry to bring negativity your way i don't mean to be a downer and basically apologize for having feelings to which we replied you never have to apologize for expressing yourself to us we're friends this is what we're here for yeah so if someone that we're really good friends with feels like they're not able to express themselves think of how the rest of the world might feel
1: when they're not as closely bonded there's something that's keeping us from talking this comes down to me to like confidence and curiosity confidence in being like this is the movement to me is people need to feel like they're able to be confident in who they are and then the responses need to be all all in curiosity not status so for me like i'm obviously not there because it's gonna it would take Oh, basically a lifetime of working on this or people mentoring you to be this way as a child. But like, instead of it being a status at all, it's just like, oh, that's just who that person is. And you don't have to give it a mental status and the confidence of the person to be able to share whatever they're into and however they're into it, knowing that there's not going to be a response that would make them feel lesser than in whatever that case is, yeah. seems to be what I would like to see. Because I, I would love to feel like I mean, I grew up feeling judged for everything in some way or another, whether that was because I put it on myself or was sensitive. there's Everybody's got their reasons. But, like, man, to be able to fully feel free to be yourself, knowing that you'll be okay to be yourself, is ultimately the thing everybody wants. And statuses often keep us from feeling like we can just fully explore ourselves because you may leave yourself out of the opportunity to be statistically somewhere. So that for me would be such a rad thing if I knew, which I I know is like a uh, a certain percent of certainty with a, like a group of people like yourself, home we were talking to and then that group of dudes that I've been rolling with that like 90 plus percent I could bring whatever to the table and it's going to be probably more actually, but 90 98%, you know, like cuz I don't know that that gr- my group of dudes that I was talking to, that we met up the other night like quite as deep as yourself, but like I could just be me and they're going to be like make fun of me sometimes, but it's not the kind of making fun of you where it's like, it's like, these are my homies. We're going to make jokes about each other and it's all good. They got my back no matter what you got my back, no matter what. So that stuff is that confidence and that comfort level. It takes time for one, but man, it it is, it comes from other people being secure in who they're, right. they are you, too, right? Like it's totally. reciprocated. You have
0: to be reciprocated when you're willing to put it out there. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you have that confidence because you know in some ways to be heard you you have to see yourself as worth being heard sure. you have to have some sort of intrinsic value or you're not going to go there and if you have even just the smallest amount of that and you lay it out for people and they just bash you or tell you you're an idiot or your ideas don't matter not doing that again <laughs> not going to go down that road yeah, again at least with them so it is about that i love how you use the word curiosity it it's really it's like having an open door policy yeah which is
1: Come on in. This is this is fine, and it takes so much practice to, especially if you're an opinionated person. Dude, and it takes it takes a lot of. But even if you are like an opinionated person and you disagree, it also takes the right kind of like intonation and like you know the tones in the practice. Because that's something that Brittany and I were talking about. With my wife, she's like so direct, and she oftentimes sounds like she's way more like mad, passionate, or. Um, And I think actually you can come off this way too sometimes too, but it's like a great example yesterday was like, she like yelled about something just to the other room and it sounded like she was super pissed, but then she like didn't even follow up and we were talking. She's all, that's actually a perfect example. Like I actually don't care that much, but the way I talk, people think, man, I'm, I'm about to rip their head off.
0: I do that all the time. Jenny and I talk about that a lot. She says, you're so intense and you come at me so hardcore and, I'm like, that's weird because I feel totally relaxed, and to me, it's really casual. I know. <laughs> totally <laughs> saying it just matter of fact, and Brittany and I share some of those traits, which is pretty <laughs> pretty fun. It's fun to watch it from the outside. Because when I watch her, I can get a glimpse of, oh, I can see why this is weird (laughs) for people sometimes, but I can't see it when I'm inside my own head. But with her, I could see it and I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. Oh,
1: that's pretty ice cold, (laughs) but but it's it's less ice cold to her than than it seems to be to me. Yeah, I'm just like, whatever.
0: I don't know why you're so bummed out. I was just talking. I mean, we're married. I can say
1: anything to you, right? (laughs) I I
0: guess I can't. Maybe I should censor myself for you.
1: Yeah. So that 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 whole human dynamic thing is a small thing. But really you're right. Like if we're open and we're curious and we end up just enjoying maybe setting that time like you talked about and just making sure that you're you're in this I guess we need to like be in groups that are uh a little more diverse, which I think is a pretty obvious thing that it's been a, a pretty common topic. Diversify your group, learn more from other people of different walks of life like you become and probably a better person altogether, right? Definitely more
0: interesting. For sure more interesting I life. Think. And if because everybody has within each group different people have different statuses. So if you are high status in a certain group, one thing you can do to change the dynamic is just have a high level of openness and curiosity of the other people around you. Yeah. Regardless of the status. So we might have a relatively high status when we go to something like SCA, been in the coffee game for a long time. A lot of people listen to the podcast and that's, that's really rad. Thank you. Rate, subscribe, yeah. send to your friends. So in those, in those groups, whereas when the CrossFit, group someone like Pat might have a higher status cuz he's kind of sure. an OG he's been yeah. in there for a long time he's a level 4 wizard he's a level 4 wizard at at the automotive stuff David's deep in the game he's got more status there than I do for sure so if those people with high status are living this open lifestyle and when people come to them with ideas questions you know just doing your best yeah. To answer those with an open mind and see that person as they are in front of you as an individual and not think about where does this person fit into the pecking order and do mm. I need to help this person out because I can leverage it for me later, it'll make me feel cool, right? or can I just be a good dude and help someone out?
1: Yeah, I would actually say that's something that you and I... Maybe it's because we felt on the outside in, but that's something that I feel like we try to do without like making it an intention. It's just like, whoever you come, whoever comes up to us, we're going to try to talk to the things we do get is we get overwhelmed and then we like lose our energy. But at the same time, I genuinely feel like if you approach us with a question or anything like that for the 99th percent, you're going to get like a legit answer the same way anybody else that we know close would come up and have that same interaction with us with the exception of you might not get the same kind of like hug and stuff like that, but you would have a similar interaction if you came up to us and chatted with us about something. And I think I, I am proud of that. And that's, that's something i really, I notice that I enjoy that when we go to places. And I also always feel bad for the people who are, who make mention of it. Like it's special. Like, when they say, you guys are so nice and approachable, I'm like, man, I wish everybody was nice and approachable because you wouldn't have to say that to us.
0: Yeah, I'm, it's, a, it's a nice yeah. thing to say, but you I know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I'm happy that that's who we've been made to be for the most part. And then some people are just
0: not social. So some Which peop- is hard, too. Some people who are not nice and approachable or not approachable or not super talkative or open and welp- welcoming might not... Not be
1: nice. Right. They might just be painfully shy and accidentally have RBF, or as the people call it, <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> resting, is resting bummed face. In case you thought I was going to say resting else. bummer face, resting right. bummer face. They look mad, or they look like they don't like you all the time. And,
0: and that's that's okay. You know, yeah. you don't have to be a hyper social butterfly to nah. have value either, make people feel good. But I feel you. I like being that person because I remember going to my first expo and having no one talk to me, and I was literally. Dude, this one guy, I'm pretty sure his name was Ryan. He was a barista competitor. He was super ripped. like He looked like a football player. He was yoked. This was Charlotte the yeah. year after we met. Yeah, yeah. First USBC. The nicest person, there were a few people who were really nice, but one of the nicest people that weekend was his mom, who was back in the prep area helping him polish his dishes. Oh, that's I'm. tight. I'm a barista in a room full of other baristas and fucking nobody says shit to me. And you can tell that I'm new. Oh, for sure. You can always tell the new people are new. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And there's people that are talking to each other and they got their thing going and I'm just wandering around and she just kind of struck up a conversation and then I started asking about the cups and then she started talking about her son and this and that. Asked where I was from. I was like, Wow, you're really friendly. That's cool. Some of these other people are not super welcoming. And that was kinda that was kinda scary. Also, um, Mike from La Marzocco. Oh, the Mike Lance. Mike yeah. Lands. Yeah. He's he, been one of them. I ran into him at a stoplight when we were crossing in to go into the convention and I just noticed that he had his badge on. Yeah. I had no idea who he was or that he was deep in the game. And I was like, oh, you're here for the thing? And he's like, yeah, super fun. Where are you from? And he chatted me up for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. And that's why I always remember him. And I don't even know if I ever told him, but, dude, you were nice to me. Mike w- Lands. shout way out. Way back in the You've day before anybody nice. else was. And you I thought that was cool. Supportive.
1: So to be that little piece of comfort feels good. <laughs> yeah, Just that was toot my, our own horn for that a was my, That was my Brent Fortune at the time. Yeah. So shout out to Brent Fortune. Y'all don't know who Brent Fortune is because y'all youngsters haven't been around for a minute. Brent <laughs> Fortune is the godfather of head judges, okay? Don't forget about <laughs> Brent Fortune, dude. Dude, Brent would take people under his wing for he sure. Would. He was one of those too.
0: It's cool to have, maybe mentor is not the right word, but just like someone who's going to shepherd you into these different cultures mm-hmm. when it can feel really scary. Yeah,
1: he did, some, he did a lot of introducing actually towards the beginning. A lot of like, hey, you know Jared? No, you know Jared? You know Jared? And, like, and then made it seem like everybody should know Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and sick. And then they're like, it can only be Jared.
0: I mean, it was a big part of it, I feel like. For because sure. that, that was a big part of the time. The first time we had dinner together with the sushi, yeah, and that Petaluma whole sushi crew. that whole group kind of started popping up over and over again. There were yeah. a bunch of different friendships. Even that first time we went camping, yeah. where Devin, and Wilbur, and Ryan mm-hmm. came down, mm-hmm. yeah, all and that was again, all that was kind of fostered through Brent. Yeah, like that, he's that the that sushi the dot guy. Was yeah, the, yeah,
1: that was all Brent, and then he connected the first time for me with like portland coffee kind of in general we went up but like he was the connector there like before we even in fact i'll never forget when colby and ryan were going to start verve we were having sushi with brent fortune in an upstairs place downtown portland and they were just talking it through with them and i was sitting there i was like yeah i think i'm gonna be a part of this verve thing and it was like really early on i don't even think they had exactly santa cruz yet at the time so it's yeah Thanks, Brent, for all your connection. And he was just a, and that was when he owned Crema and Crema was on fire. Yeah. Uh, it was like early. Well, early. Did you go to that Crema. little
0: apartment above the shop? No, nah, I didn't go oh, up there. So cool. He always has sick places to live. I went,
1: we went to, he had moved at that point. I think somebody, or no, I just didn't go to his house then. We came back later and he was living in, like, close to, uh, oh gosh, North Mississippi up there somewhere near the homies. Like by uh, um, Albina, Albina Press. Albina Press. He was, like, a little ways off that spot. Did you, did you and I stay there? No, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, we stayed oh, there. You stayed there. I stayed there, but we didn't stay visited there together. I there, yeah. I, I visited. stayed there with Drew. Yeah. And maybe one other person,
0: and Brent made us uh, protein shakes. He had the whole house lit up with tea light candles. Oh, yeah, he's got the tea light candles on It was on so fire. sick. Yeah. It was so welcoming
1: after yeah. a really long road trip, and I was like, I this is the the Oscars best. there or something, or like the Golden Globes. It was such a... Man, such a different time. Back when, actually, we would just kind of go on adventure. That was a little bit. We did so adventure a little bit back then. Okay, you
0: right? want to hear the fucking stupidest thing I've ever done in my life? Cool, man. You're involved. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> 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 well, Indirectly. Say, which time? We were going to Portland, 2009 oh, I remember. or something. I was something. on the phone.
1: I know where you're going with this. So it was.
0: We were me texting each other. And renee we were driving up there so if we're driving up for usbc so we start in a minivan loaded full of shit out of san francisco this is working at ritual at the time and we start driving and for some reason the door buzzer the buzzer that beeps when your door's not closed all the way would not go off so we drove for 45 minutes and they're like beep, just nonstop beeping till finally we're like dude this is insane we have to trade this car in. So we called the rental car place, I don't know where we were, up north somewhere, maybe past SAC or something, on our way to Portland. And we're like, can we trade this thing in for literally anything, The, the buzzer won't stop. And they had a Dodge Nitro, four wheel drive, like SUV kind of thing, which was a little bit smaller. And I was like, I don't know if we'll need four wheel drive. Like, we don't need this car. They're like, it's all we have. We're like, okay, cool. So we made everything fit and then left. And then when we got up close to the Oregon border Full-blown like Mega blizzard snowstorm. snow, dude. I
1: just made it over Grant's S- Pass. Yeah, I remember. you I, were pass and I was in a I was in an Ultima, I remember, and it was like the most gnarly storm I'd ever driven in. I was just like, okay, stay between the little because it was slushy at that point. Oh, it dude. hadn't been snow yet.
0: So we got to up to the pass, and the pass was closed. Yeah, for an indefinite amount of time. This is so nuts. So I called you, and I was <laughs> like, "Hey, dude, we're stuck. I don't i don't want to turn around. Do you have a map? Is there any way we can get through? And verbally, just over the phone, you were looking at this map. I went to Google Maps. Or no.
1: I mean, I, mayb- maybe you went to Google Maps, but I didn't have an iPhone. No, totally. This was pre-iPhone. This is pre-iPhone. You were so by a computer. Or I went something. to a computer. I was actually at Brent Fortune's house. I oh, remember. cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you charted us. You're you're like, okay. And we don't have a phone, so I'm just trying to remember what you're telling me and writing it down. And you're just like, okay, so you're going to go right here and then drive for like 10 miles this way. And then you're going to turn left (laughs) and drive for 40 miles this way. And I was just like, all right, here (laughs) we go. And we didn't really know each other that well (laughs) at the time. Super, super well. And... I was like, Jared says it's going to work. So here we go. And we just started off. We're the only people on this road. You went
1: east. Dude. For like, And you went around the mountain.
0: For like three hours, we were in the middle of nothing. No streetlights. No sign of civilization. We had our old flip phones with no cell service and nothing else going on. And I remember thinking, we could legit die out here and no one would find us. (laughs) There is nothing going on. I hope we get where we're going before we run out of gas because there was no way to check where we were. Yeah. It was just like driving until you get for there. You're just waiting for signs that say city coming up. And then somehow we fucking made it through. Uh, yeah. And I was like, Because wow. I have sick
1: directions, dog. I was <laughs> like, that was hella sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> I give a nice but direction. I read a map well. It was a tight adventure. Yeah. Those kind of adventures are the things that I think dude, we the world should be made of. Even with the four-wheel in. drive. We were like sliding all over the road. Oh, yeah, you guys were going super slow. I remember you had like (sighs) called me and you're like, yeah, we're going like 20 miles an hour. And I'm like, all right. I was super sketched. Yeah. I was like, I hope they make it. (laughs) I was
0: right there, too. I was like, oh (laughs) my God. I was like, maybe we could wait it out for the night and keep the car running and pump enough heat through us so we don't die and not run out of gas. Freeze. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty tight. Looking to have more of those adventures coming up. Dude, you know what we're going to do? You know what would be nice? Dude, if you're in the car like that, just like driving in the snow all cold. You know what would be nice? Maybe like a chai. Oh, dude, I know the brand you got to work with. Which is actually no bullshit.
1: If I had a chai then, I would have been fucking hyped. nice, creamy Nice, creamy Santa Cruz chai. Three to one barista brew. Thank you, Santa Cruz chai, for just sponsoring us, giving us the love that we don't really always deserve. But, man, we try to earn it. You da- do deserve it, though. David, who I go to Cars and Coffees with uh, at Swift, got a chai. Yeah.
0: Quote, unquote, best chai in the world. See,
1: this is this is not just we aren't making this up, people. And then I
0: said, can I use that on the podcast? Because they actually help us out with the podcast. And he's all, do it.
1: Do it. <laughs> chai, cream, do it, do it. That's what you do when you walk into the bar and people are like, I know what to do. Three little pumps. Boop, boop, boop. Cinnamon. Actually it's yeah, well, three little pumps, but it's one and then three milks. It becomes creamy. It becomes flavorful. Use it as an espresso. Guess what? You can make a little tiny bit of latte art in there if you put a little cinnamon cinnamon sprinkle. Yeah, and then you pour your little latte and you're like, "Wow, that's a nice-looking drink. What is it?" And you're like, "Well, it's a nice creamy spicy chai." <laughs> Not too much spice, just the right amount. Ginger, Mmm. Cardamom, Mmm. What else? Anise. <laughs> 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 anyway, yes. we can't thank you enough, and also get your hands on it. Lincoln Bio Player. player don't you dare bio. hold back. He's got what you need. Should we just end right there? Yeah, we should end right there.
0: I feel like those were some fun, I cool, some great stories. stories things and I to feel think. a little about. more alive than I did. Let when us I know how you're gonna be that shepherd out there. And if
1: you want, be a better person. <laughs> <laughs> because Later. you're not good enough right now. <laughs> So
0: there's really nice street cars, there's a couple supercars every time, some hypercars, and then there's a lot of cars that just are cars that people made. (laughs) Could you just, I need you to stand here.